Time to put on your good ears again, because <laughs> it's more salad cast, or to be more specific, tart cast, which partially is why I'm doing the intro, because Dan isn't here. But apparently I would be doing the intro anyway, because he wants me to do an intro, so this is an intro. Uh, that, that was decidedly different from Dan's well, hello and welcome to the salad <laughs> As I said, that was the intention. But anyway, I suppose I should do the actual important part of this intro. It's Saturday the something of July, because I don't fucking know what day it is, and I forgot to look. Ninth. <laughs> Rob doesn't know either. Oh yeah, this is Robert Kemp. Hi. And I am Zachary Burgess. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced to wait for myself to say something. <laughs> and, and this, uh, I, I'm your host. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Tardcast, because Dad isn't here. But I felt it necessary that we had to do a podcast this week, because even though we may not have been playing so much, I suspect, from what I've been hearing, from myself and Rob. <laughs> yeah, I don't really much. There, but there is news to talk about, which means I also have more printed notes, because I thought it necessary to actually pay attention to what we were talking about. News! So I guess we should probably just get on with this. Uh, but as I, I asked Rob before this podcast... Well, it is the ninth. Yeah, success. <laughs> it took me that long to check. <laughs> That's how much I know how to navigate my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> to find the date on it. <laughs> well, the only useful place is to sort of turn it off and then go back to the locked screen. <laughs> well, I forgot about that. I was browsing the menus going, where the fuck is the date? <laughs> so not just a built-in calendar or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know more about your iPhone than you do, and I don't even have an iPhone. <laughs> Actually, it's worse than that. It's on the front page. It's, it's, it's on the icon. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, smooth. It's, see, I'm, you get just get used to looking at them as icons. You know, that, it's like that's the only. You don't realise that it's changed. Well, that's every the day. that's the only icon that changes. Oh right. Well, probably there are other ones that have changing icons. I don't, think, I don't think they can. It's not like a Windows phone where they're like live tiles. Well, or a Wii, <laughs> or a Wii. Yeah. <laughs> More technologically advanced. <laughs> anyway, for fuck's sake, what, we, what was I saying? Games. Well, news, yes. Uh, oh yeah, I, was ask, I asked Rob before this podcast, in relation to our first bit of news, whether he actually wanted to know anything. Because I have information about Sonic Generations, and it's a matter of, can Rob stay infused about it under the pressure of all this information? I, I think I'd better know if it's this dramatic. Well, it is pretty dramatic, because the background to this news story is basically... I was one, I can't even remember how I found out. <laughs> it was like some Sonic fan site for the crazy rabid fans, as always. When the demo came out on the Xbox, they basically hacked the shit out of it and found <laughs> all kinds of hidden, like, assets, basically, from the full game that tell you a whole bunch of interesting things about what will be included. Large assets. <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs> So yeah, apparently now that I've confirmed that Rob needs to know, I can refer to my list. Yeah, alright, okay, hit me. Well, hit me. The first thing that was discovered was what is what is quite possibly a full level list, but oh, really? maybe not. Mm. It's like, of course, we, no one can tell. But I mean, it's not that far from release, so you'd think that probably at this point it's probably the full level well, yeah, list. Yeah, it could be one of those, like, well, like what happened with the early Sonic 2 demo in that Pop Fiction video on Game Trailers. Do watch. There was, um... Point at the microphone. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it, it helped me emphasise my voice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's like that sort of the original Sonic 2 demo where the early builds had bits of stuff hanging about that actually ended up not making it to the game. <laughs> well, if, if, none of, if some of this stuff that's in this list doesn't make it to the game, that would be a complete disaster. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So, so they, some of it's quite important then. Well, it's more the fact that if they remove any of this, the game is becoming even shorter than it already is. No, right. Oh, right, that's the big problem, is it? That if it's a complete list, that it's quite... Yeah, partially. So basically, let me run, through, run you through apparently every level in the game. All right, and we can critique them yep. based on awesomeness. So you've got... Spoiler alert! These are in approximate chronological order, basically, okay. because obviously that's, yeah, that's the way they would come. Woo-woo. So you start with Green Hill, obviously. Yeah, we know that one. Yeah. Then you've got Chemical Slant, Sweet Hedgehog 2. Sweet. That's basically good. Yeah, that, that's very good. Can't go wrong. Then this is where uh, this is where it immediately gets retarded. From the entirety of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Right, yeah. Sky Sanctuary. I suppose it is kind of... <laughs> you know, I can sort of get that. It's not actually a... It was never a great level of play. <laughs> But it is kind of visually nice. Yeah, it's a nice, like, it's totally different from the rest of the game. And mm. you get some quite, like, different looking sprites and stuff. And, like, the level is... Yeah, and there were nice, you know, the falling apart spiral staircase, which were always yeah. really cool. But it's not exactly the most iconic level of those two whole games. So that's the only one they've picked? Yeah. And, what, no Hydro City? No. No Angel Island? No. No Carnival Night? No. What? Well, no. There's, but there's a different one. Well, apparently Casino Night is going to be DLC. Oh, from Sonic 2. Oh, is it going to be DLC? Well, I suppose they have already... What is their fucking obsession with the casino levels? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have to have a casino level. Well, it's practically default right now. It only really worked in Sonic 2. <laughs> and it's, well, Sonic 3 one was okay. And Sonic 4 kind of messed it up with those fucking annoying cards. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was interesting once... <laughs> I think and it's like, well actually no that's a, that's not a, like a Carnival Night wasn't exactly a casino was it but that was kind of well it was the same aesthetic sort of like yeah. weird nighttime sort of red for some reason and yeah. glowing lights everywhere yeah, and, and, and budget music <laughs> yes some more than others with the budget but so that kind of sucks <laughs> you haven't got any of the uh, more awesome levels out of Sonic 3 and Knuckles that... or even just have one from Sonic 3 and one from Sonic and Knuckles I mean come on yeah even that fucking under that, that lava level would have done yeah lava reef lava reef or the yeah, sand one that could have been oh the sand one was cool yeah forgot about that maybe but, not with the ghost maybe, yeah maybe not with the ghost because <laughs> yeah, everyone hated the shit out of that that was, that was a pretty cool level no mile gun yeah, Marble Garden, I can understand. Or your ice they... zones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. Fucking ice. I loved Ice Cap. <laughs> yeah. I was especially keen to see if they brought it back. What they were going to do with the music for that? <laughs> That's all you really get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably right. So now moving down the list, Speed Highway, Sonic Adventure. Which one was that? That's the, the one on level. the highway. <laughs> Strange choice. Out of everything. It's like when I first saw, uh, I was like, Speed Highway, I don't recognise that name. So I typed into Google and did the image search. And it looks just like Sonic Adventure 2. And I was like, wait, that's from Sonic Adventure 1. I yeah. kind of forgot that that exact same aesthetic had been copied. Yeah, they, they didn't change that. So yeah, Speed Highway. Then Sonic Adventure 2, we already know City Escape. Yeah, we knew about that one. But that, that's kind of cool. It'll be, inter- I wanna, it'll be interesting to see how they do classic Sonic. I saw one. a video of that. Because Modern Sonic looks exactly like Sonic Adventures 2 implementation. Yeah. I saw a video of classic Sonic. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll show you that afterwards, I guess. 
Because mm. <laughs> it is pretty, and also the music remix, both the modern remix of the song and the classic version are kind of weird as well. Okay. <laughs> but kind of awesome. It's just kind of like, I have a bit of a worry about the, the music elements of this, because the original mix of Green Hill Zone in the game, in the demo, wasn't bad. Yeah. Excuse me, while well, I sort of mini belch. <laughs> and it was, that wasn't bad, but I always thought that the, the, the modern version from the trailers was a bit fucked up. Well, um, I didn't think it was so bad until I found a higher quality version of it and then realised that like the undertones and all the little sound effects in the background do make it sound a lot more fucked up than I initially thought. Because mm, originally I'd only seen a video from, from like a, you know, someone playing it on a, it wasn't shitty video footage, but it was not perfect. Yeah. But once I actually heard the track, it was like, oh, this is a bit weirder than I thought. <laughs> It, it had some odd things, doesn't it? Like they tried to introduce some of the um, uh, the music blending effects, isn't it? So it gets. Oh, we've talked about this before, but how there's an it's like the drum beat gets. Oh yeah, um, gets faster. It doesn't actually increase in speed, but the the beat changes to make it yeah go from dum dum chum dum to sort of like scar dum 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 basically. So yeah, that's that. Then out. From Sonic Heroes, Seaside Hill. Oh, I don't fuck all about Sonic Heroes because I kind of skip that one. Well, Seaside Hill was the first level. That one where you're on a Seaside Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically the problem with that one is it looks exactly the fucking same as Green Hill. That's, that's worth it. That was, because it was the Green Hill level from Sonic Heroes. Mm. It looks exactly the same. Well, if they if they play more on the beach aesthetic, because a lot of the modern Sonic well, games even, have, had, have had a beach aesthetic. It's like even Seaside, I mean, Seaside Hill and Heroes didn't really go on to the beach. Yeah. It was like hilly areas and then these sort of white marble ruin like and loops. And shit. Oh yeah, no, I know the look. Yeah, because they used they used that look um, for um, Sonic and all Sonic and Sega All Star Racing. Oh right, that's the look they use for the green levels on there. Is the uh, seaside hill aesthetic? Right, yeah. Um, that's actually not a bad aesthetic. I think Too much it, like green. It, it is quite a lot like Green Hill, just with a beach. Yeah. It's like if they were going to do that, I think I'd, I'd prefer if they picked the Sonic Adventure first level style one, which is properly sandy, beachy with a oh, giant right. whale. Right. Yeah. You know, if they picked that one, that would have made more sense. And then we get the first... Get, to be honest, we were kind of expecting this, weren't we? It's like, whenever there's like a greatest hits compilation of stuff, they always they pick the shit ones. stuff, yeah. Well, this is where it gets another point of insanity, sort of. From Sonic the Hedgehog 06... Oh, God. Crisis City! <laughs> oh, no, that would be That's cool. That's actually though. a cool level. That, that would be good. One of the better levels. Provided it's not like Sonic 06. Yeah. It, but... It's like none of those shitty mechanics. Yeah. No, that would be all right. That's okay. That's, we, dram- that's quite dramatically different from the others. So yeah. You can, you can Apart from it's also like, it's a bit of the sort of speed highway. It's like roads floating in midair. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but at least, at least they didn't go for both speed highway and the, the, the New York-esque highway levels from Sonic Unleashed at the same time. Yeah, because Son- <laughs> the next one is Sonic Unleashed with that rooftop run from Spagonia. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we figured that was coming. And then, from Sonic Colors, Planet Wisp. Motherfuckers. Isn't that another Green Hill Zone? Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem with it. It's like basically you've got half of them are city levels and half of them are Green Hill Zone. The most, surely the most iconic bit from Sonic Colors would have been the Candyland, or whatever it was, Food Mountain. I don't know. Well, plus they did brought the trumpets back. <laughs> oh, God, well, yeah, I meant the music, obviously. 
But Planet Wisp had awesome music. Planet Wisp does have awesome music, yeah. But it is just, uh, the construction zone in the Green Hill. It's basically a construction site in Green Hill zone. Yeah, basically. Going to be making, isn't it? It's... Yeah. So yeah, that's the main problem people have had with that. So it's like a, this is not a very long list, and b, it's wait, half... that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and b, it's half city and half Green Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's not very adventurous. With the except, well, I suppose Crisis City stands out. Actually, well, sort of. That's that's not adventurous. And so then we've got the other little sort of smaller bits of information, which are kind of weird and interesting. But it seems like there's go the obviously to go with these stages, there's going to be bosses, mm. and those are going to be basically the bosses that they would be in the game. So, like, apparently, like possibly at the end of Crisis City, you fight Silver because from <laughs> from O six. We did have to fight him in 06, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, they're pulling the li- they're pulling bosses out of those games, literally. Hmm. And it's like all the characters that are going to be coming from those games. Well, for the love of God, let's hope it's not the same boss, because the silver fight... <laughs> well, no, you don't want that shit. The silver fight from 06 was possibly the most glitchy of the lot. But that, I mean, they'll probably do some... Presumably they'll do some boost mechanic version of it. Hmm. For modern Sonic, anyway. Hmm. And then the other thing that's sort of interesting is power-up related... It's like, for, for Planet Wisp, you will still get the Wisp powers. Ah, that's cool. It's like they're bringing the literal mechanics from that game. Huh. That'll be neat. <laughs> it's a shame it's a one-off. Though. Yeah. That's kind of neat. And also discovered in this hacker part of this demo, the elemental shields will definitely be in. Because they're oh, already excellent. in. <laughs> excellent. But they don't have very good-looking effects at the moment. Because yeah. obviously it's not... You weren't meant to see them anyway. So no. the fact that they even work at all is pretty surprising. Even so. Oh, that's kind of cool that they brought those back. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of neat. I think, actually, in a way, that's kind of neat that they have done level-specific stuff. I mean, the Wisp stuff does work for colours, but perhaps if they're doing a tour de force of Sonic, that maybe they should... Yeah, mixing up the mechanics per stage isn't too bad. What will be the saving grace, if that is literally the extent of the list, will be lots of stages per zone. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much have to do at least six, surely, in I the colour style. Yeah, Colours was just about enough length for, yes. for a game of that Speaking style. of, I guess I could mention that I did in yeah. fact play through that entire game in like two play sessions. <laughs> not long. Well, no, it's not difficult if you're not doing the replay. Well, I, I went back and I've been back and played. The trouble is that my problem with Colours in terms of length is that there's only like five good levels. <laughs> and I just played those five over and over. Well, the, uh, in, a, in a way, I'm kind of gl- the, the, yeah, the, they kind of made it out so like each zone had two or three main stages yeah, and the rest of them were sort of little mini challenges. Yeah. But you're kind of grateful for that in a way because some of the mini challenges push the, the harder red coin bits to get some of them. There's well, a, cu- there's know, a couple cause... of them when they introduced the blue wisp and the block one. Some of those cube challenges are yeah. quite tough. Yeah. And I don't think I did many of those. But the trouble with those is that, like, Sometimes it's harder to find the red coins in the levels just because the actual levels are bigger yeah. than the proper levels. Yeah, that, that is true. It's more a question of finding them than actually being able to get to them. Apart from there was one that I found that was, there's a complete bastard route in like one of the Sweet Mountain levels that I failed on like a million times. And I actually <laughs> had to go like build up some more lives because I died so much <laughs> <laughs> to get one of the red coins. So yeah, there are some... But anyway, there's, but there's a lot of drilling in Sonic, in, Sonic, in, in, <laughs> in Candy Mountain, so it's fun. Yeah, 
But that unfortunately means you won't be able to get the drill power off him because it wears fins in generations. Aww. So you're no longer able to go, pull, 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 drill! <laughs> I really need to put my remix of that on OC. Yeah, you really should. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. But yeah, so I, I, the only the wisp powers that like, that you will get in this like wisp level, level is rocket and spikes. So yeah, I suppose they're the easiest two. <laughs> yeah. The ones that were most useful apart from drill, basically. Drill! And I laser, laser was cool. cool. I just like But it doesn't really have much, you know, yeah. gameplay. <laughs> laser was more useful for, for just the way it said laser, <laughs> Laser! I think you call that useful. <laughs> no, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Laser! I'm a fire in my laser! <laughs> that would have been better, clearly. <laughs> laser! Pshaw! Pshaw! <laughs> So it's another game that's crying out for a, for a, for a sound mod. Humanized sound. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's all there is really to say about Sonic the Race. I can't remember what some of the other stuff they have, were... Have they given us a release date? No, I don't think so. That would be most important. Again, my half-hitting knees, I wasn't actually paying that much attention. <laughs> I went back and copy-pasted this level list and then I was done. No. <laughs> Get the most important bit out of the way. Yeah. Oh, well, we know it'll be out before the end of the year. It's probably going to be Crimbo. Yeah. Which probably. is a shame. Just just about making it in time for the 20th celebration to make sense. It should have come out now, really. Well, yes. <laughs> been they still need spoiling. to make a demo with one Sonic, for Christ's sake. I'll tell you what, they're being fairly... Although the other thing that was weird about that hack, where they hacked the demo apart, is the modern Sonic level is totally in there. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. You just can't play it. <laughs> and then someone did something... I had the feeling they decided that, didn't they? At some point it might have been too much of a demo to... Probably like half the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but someone totally hacked it even further and did the ridiculous power of swapping the Sonics over in the two levels. <laughs> so you can play the old school level as one Sonic with the booster cake. Oh dear. That, that can't have worked too great. It... Well, with one Sonic it worked okay, but with old Sonic and modern Sonic it doesn't... Because he's a 2D sprite, but it's still from behind, so you're like running sideways into the screen. <laughs> but he's not... He's, he's, he's not actually a 2D sprite, but no. it doesn't know that he's not... Oh, I see. So <laughs> they, oh, that's weird. So there's actually logic in the game to make sure... Classic Which is Sonic why modern is Sonic actually sideways. works, yeah. Huh. Why that works in the old one is because it can still realise that it's sideways on. <laughs> mm. Huh, that's strange. But yeah, that was a very weird bit of hackery. Yeah. They pulled that demo apart really damn good. It's like, did, something, did Sega put this 10 days thing on it to try and make it so people didn't have enough time to hack it? Nope. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's all there was to say about that. Sonic, well, yeah, so it'll still be good, but it's probably still not the next Sonic we were expecting. Well, it'll be closer to that than any other games they've are. No, true. But still, they they. I'm 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 dubious it will beat colours actually in terms of sheer awesomeness. Well, colours is pretty cool, probably. But I don't know. Not all of them. I mean, not all of the mechanics and colours actually made it that much better. Or no, like there was a few good ones, and then some of them were quite poopy. You probably could have done without the the dark wisp or the blocks. Apart from cube was okay. Yeah, but cube you could have done by just having like buttons or levers or something. It didn't have to be a power up, but as such. Weren't there some that relied on you finding the wisp and then having it at the right stage? Yeah, but then you could just find a lever or something. Um, <laughs> have a time I know, lever but it's, it's fine. It doesn't. It doesn't. You're probably right. It probably didn't need to be a power, but 
I don't know, levers and buttons and stuff don't really feel like they'd work so well in the... There was already in, plenty in, of buttons, in, though. In the side world, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, I suppose it was. For opening yeah. doors and triggering yeah. platforms. Yeah, there was quite a lot of buttons, I remember now. The laser gates. Yeah. Uh, saber gates, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. So, yes. Yeah. Buttons in the side. Where did they come from? So I basically only played like five. I've been playing over and over like five or six levels of colours because it's like these are the only good levels, and conveniently they also have the best music. (laughs) 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 Yeah, drill. It's like basically it's basically the first two acts of Tropical Resort, three acts, first three acts of Sweet Mountain, Act One of Planet Wisp, and then Terminal Velocity. That's all you need. Best music, best levels. Terminal velocity. Oh, what the last one running down the lift? Yeah, it's not oh, much right. of a level, but oh, the music weird. is pretty awesome. Yeah, the music's cool. <laughs> but I thought the level was fucking irritating. But well, it's okay. Once you know what you have to do, you just yeah. boost the shit out. <laughs> it's over in like two minutes. Not that that's unusual for a slight level. <laughs> no, they did have some interesting levels in that game. There was that one where you're running around that ring and you have to. That is not interesting. It's like, let's do laps of this planet. Whee! (laughs) It was different, at least. (laughs) Yes. I guess. There was was enough spice to keep a game which has essentially got one thing going for it, which is two-dimensional speed. But that's what you want from Sonic, as proved by Rush. Yeah, true. (laughs) But yeah, there's nothing wrong with a bit bit of mix. Some people, I was talking to people in IRC who hadn't played, like, Sonic Colors. Hmm. And I was like, oh, you should totally play this. It's quite awesome. And then I was like showing them videos and like getting the music tracks and stuff. Mm. It's like, wow, this is actually sort of looking really good for a Sonic game. And I was like, and then when the conversation moved on to like Sonic Rush or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, here, have a video of Sonic Rush. But I forgot how incredibly fucking annoying the sound effects are on that if you're not Whoa, playing hey. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> like you don't realize how ridiculous that sounds. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> properly crazy, isn't it? It sort of makes sense in the context of you playing it, but they were always quite obnoxious. It's like the music is actually good when you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, what happened to Hideki Naganuma? He's not. He's not really been on the scene since Rush. No. Who knows? Because that shit was tight. And then they got <laughs> so, they basically got an imposter, didn't they, to do Rush Adventure? Yeah. So it was similar, but not him. No. So I guess that's it for Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) Disastrous. Well, I I did want to bring up that I was on Towers Thursday and Friday this week. Yeah. And they were, Sega are pushing the advertising quite heavily on the Sonic front. Right. They, you know how they have those monitors about the park often in the queues and stuff. Yeah. There was basically a Sonic ad every minute playing. For generations. Yeah, for generations. uh, So that's, so that's there. Well, yeah, and it makes sense in Alton Towers because their screens work compared to the Fort Park ones that are always fucking broken. <laughs> but um, and they also, I didn't realize this until I got there. I think I'd known about it before, but I'd forgotten about it. But there's a Sonic Spinball ride. Oh yeah, which is totally awesome. 
I'm sure it isn't. It's actually really cool. I know the show on the brain might be okay, but the fact that it's Sonic Spinball is not really well, the important part of it. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why. Because it didn't used to be that. It used to be just called Pinball Wizard. And, <laughs> and then they re- Sega got got his branding hammer on. And, <laughs> brand and hammer. branded it as a shitty pinball game from a million years ago. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Cause it's Good got, job. Because it's got the modern Sonic-style graphics and stuff, but it's still called Spinball. And... Uh, it's a great ride. So basically, it's... confirmed they're going to make a new Sonic Spinball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, confirmed by, by Alton Towers. But they, on the like, as you approach the station, they have this um, uh, like one of these instructions being read over. But it's the it's Sonic's voice. Oh God, reading you the things. They, they, unfortunately, he doesn't have much attitude. <laughs> they haven't, you know, they haven't tutored him like in, in the normal way. They usually fuck up Sonic, right? Um, apart from in the colors one, which is good. Um, Hilarious. It is alright, yeah. But they've uh, so that was kind of that, that was a bit annoying. But the music in the background of that was the Station Square music from oh. Sonic Adventure. So it's just. <laughs> it's like it makes sense in the concept of being a station. And they used like actual sound effects in the game. Like the ring sounds are given, but they used like the boost sound and the spring sounds and things for like for no reason at all. Um, it did have one funny bit in it because it, it was like sitting there going, "It's like eating, eating or drinking on the ride is is is, is strictly prohibited. Otherwise, things could get a little bit ugh, messy." <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way, it's just in the middle of sounding fairly straight, just suddenly stops and goes. Ugh. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Okay. Weird. Also, at this point, while we're on the subject of Alton Towers, fuck Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> After that virtual advertisement that well, you no, had going there, it's like, get, wait, turn it around. Don't get me wrong, it's great. But the money-grabbing sons of bitches, right? You know, uh, uh, theme park prices are expensive anyway, right? Yeah. And Alton Towers is possibly the single most expensive that I know of. It's like 50 quid if you're not going on a discount. Right. Ticket. You know, crazy money for a single day. Um, but... It's worse than that. If you drive in, which is pretty much the only way to get there because it's in the <laughs> middle of fucking nowhere, yep. they now have a car park fee as well. Oh, man. It's like, Fort Park doesn't do that. I don't know of any other theme park that, does a, that has a car park fee for the middle of nowhere. And then it's like six quid. <sighs> it's, it's insane. Anyway. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Fuck Alton Towers. Yeah, well, I, I even put it on my Facebook. I was so pissed. <laughs> wow. Let the world know. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> Although I did have a slightly non-PC reply from one of my ex-colleagues saying, those filthy, scheming, thieving, northern bastards. <laughs> okay. But yeah. yeah. And it was in Der- Derbyshire. We, 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 for some reason, we took great pleasure in calling it Derbyshire. <laughs> Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Derbyshire. So, more news. It's nothing wrong with Derbyshire, by the way. It's just funny pronunciation. This, this next bit is a really short bit of news. One so short that I couldn't even tell Rob what, what the bit of news was about, because that would be basically the whole story. Good out. But here it is. Basically, Planet Side 2, definitely. Way. It's definitely happening. Way. And more so than that. Is it good? Well, basically, <laughs> that's the key thing. Basically, Sony made an announcement about this, and they basically said, "We're remaking Planet Side One," so can't really fail. <laughs> well, actually, well, we sort of can, but maybe <laughs> well, uh, we never really played Planet Side One enough to sort of get the. Well, we weren't there during the sort of 
peak of it, I guess. No, I think the problem... The little of it that we did play. I think the problem... And was, also, the, it was like, technologically, it was a bit of a... I think the problem that Planet Side 1 had was that it was a little ahead of its time. Yeah. And that it was... It probably wasn't feasible, or the bandwidth of the internet in general... Yeah, especially when it's launched. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't good enough to actually handle something like You know, traditional MMOs like Diablo and uh, World of Warcraft and Guild Wars and stuff probably would have worked fine on connections of those days um and still do yeah but you know full scale fpsing fpsing was always a bit dodgy in those days i mean counter-strike was popular but that wasn't quite on the same scale but yeah so this flat side two is they've basically said it's the exact same world but Mm. obviously everything's been improved about it like all the well, I mean, obviously the graphics, but like the the train has been they they made a. This is where it gets a bit marketingy, but it's mm. like every portion of this planet has has been designed to be able to be fought over, you know. Because it's like it, everywhere is an interesting battlefield. Oh, I see. <laughs> so yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. But... I, I suppose they needed that because quite a lot of planets I did come across as just planes <laughs> with, with a bit of tree on it. Well, that's because they couldn't really do anything else because. I mean, the whole idea was the fights would take place in those compounds. Yeah. <laughs> and apart from that, it's just like, we need to really, need to make a generic level. I mean, there was like different, like, climate areas, right? Like, here's a sort of a deserty area, and here's a bit with more trees. Mm. <laughs> or whatever. I want to see the, how they balance it out, because this is one of our sort of issues, I think, with the, the original design, was that, for all intensive purposes, it seemed to be, you know, a classic levelling up structure, which in sort of competitive FPS is a bit of a weird well, yeah. concept, isn't it? It's like unless they break out certain battlegrounds into like levelling, but then do does that mean during the game's life cycle certain grounds become unpopulated because everyone moves on and it's well, I, it's a tough one about. Apparently, what the idea of this is, I mean, it's going to be basically exactly the same world with the exact same. You know, it's just a world, and then everyone just fights in it, mm. and you can put, you know, the front moves depending on who's yeah. actually winning or whatever. The persistent battle thing, which was always cool. But um, the idea of the skill, they they literally quoted Eve's skill method, like oh, right. t- over time skills. Yeah. But then, sort of deeper than that, is the idea that is, is the idea that. The timed skills is like leveling up your abilities with respect to whatever you're training. Like maybe it's like maybe it's improving your assault rifle or something. Mm. But you also have this sort of other side of it where you ha- where it still limits your limits you to a, a different set. It's like you can level up specific things, but you can only access a portion of them or something. Rather than Eve where it's like, if it's trained, you can trade everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you never lose access to any of those at any point. So, and then, they haven't really, I don't think they've announced any kind of, like, their pricing strategy or whatever. But people have been speculating that it might end up being sort of free-to-play. But then the free-to-play will, like, limit how many skills you have access to at once. Oh, and okay. then, like, the subscription will extend, so you can get... That'll be, like, you will still level up how many skills you can get to, but you can free play it up to a certain point, and then when you play, you start levelling up beyond, or something. Mm. That's speculation, though, so don't actually know that yet. I would have... I can't make my mind up if a game like this... I would. Pref- I think, I, you know, absolutely I'd prefer it to have been, like, Guild Wars-style one-off payment. Yeah, obviously. Gain access. <laughs> and I know Sony won't do that. No. Because they're Sony. They want money. Yeah. <laughs> They're the Elton Towers of the gaming world. <laughs> <laughs> but they, 
at the same time, I think subscription for a lot of MMOs is quite prohibitive, and unless it's like evil WoW, which are the big guns in MMO <coughs> land, well, you, you, it's, it's going to be hard to justify a full-on MMO price tag. Well, I mean, Planet Side has the thing proving. is, it's like Planet Side has has a sort of an Eve uh, has a sort an aspect of Eve in it as well, in that it's basically the only option. It's like Eve is the only space MMO. Planet Side is the only MMO FPS. <laughs> true. It's like therefore they can charge whatever the fuck they want for it because people want that shit. That's true because Huxley never happened. No, that had so much promise, <laughs> and then it disappeared off the face, face of the planet. planet. Fucking Koreans. <laughs> I don't mean that in a racist way, but you know. <laughs> what other way is there? I meant that they happened to be Korean and yeah, and then killed off the game. <laughs> oh man, I'm speaking of something along those lines because <laughs> I'm just jumping topics randomly here. <laughs> okay. Did you see that awesome video? Was it actually called Planet Side Two, by the way. Yeah. Planet Side Next. Yeah, they got rid of Next and just called okay. it Two. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they might as well call it Planet Side, Planet Side Remake because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, jumping Planet Side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jumping ship onto a totally different topic here. Did you see that awesome video that was posted? In the TF2 newsfeed on Steam of the Chinese ripoff of TF2. <laughs> no. Oh man, it's so great. It's like literally they've stolen the exact character models, <laughs> but they've given them like, it's like the soldier has like a giant tash and he's like a fireman or something. <laughs> Okay, and I mean, when you see it gameplay, it's like they've got all literally the TF2 animations for the characters, but it's playing on Battlefield Heroes levels. <laughs> It's just like, this is the best rip-off ever, they've stolen every single asset! <laughs> so, what is it called, dare I ask? Oh, I can't remember what it's called, it's called something hilarious as well, but I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. Team Heroes. <laughs> no, I don't think it was that obvious. <laughs> but yeah, it was this fucking... And it has... Battle Fortress team play. It's like... Plus plus go go team. There's like this gameplay video and it has like, the announcer's voice. <laughs> saying it, all, you know, all the normal stuff that she normally says in English. <laughs> it's like, wow, they didn't just steal the graphic graphics, they stole all the sounds as well. The car is approaching the checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was totally nuts. China will rip off anything. Real oh, good. That was bad. <laughs> they don't if, have copyright laws. I wonder, if how much, I wonder how much power Valve has against it. Yeah, I wonder how much they care. <laughs> well, that's the other question there. Well, I mean, people were. I mean, people were. You saying, probably don't have much of a market in China, to be fair. Well, people were saying in like the comments that, like, basically, any like you know lawmakers or judges in China, they just don't give a shit about any copyright. Yeah. Like, just steal whatever. Don't care. No one will ever be ever be punished for it. Prosecuted. So yeah, that was totally as, kind of uh, as I doubt China is Valve's main market area, so it's. <laughs> Not like Eve, lol. And they're China's. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have own specific I how much that actually went. I, I, it kind of faded into the background after their major announcement. About it. Not that any, you know, like, not like we cared, apart mm. from the fact where it's like, don't start stealing resources off us and giving them to the Chinese server, you bastards. No, oh, yeah. But then it was just like, they made a Singapore branch of CCP or whatever. Oh, a whole separate new server. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was a new server anyway, but then they opened like a literal office in Singapore yeah, okay. to manage it. So they, they didn't branch off Trinity then in order to... No. 
it's a different server and it has all kinds of different rules, of course, for, to comply with Chinese ridiculousness. Yeah. It's like, you can only play for a certain amount of time or... Oh, okay. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It's interesting that they went through all that effort. Well, I think at the time, maybe people were thinking that, like, maybe it's just to get rid of all the Chinese gold farming bots I've asked. Put them on their own server and then they can do what the fuck they want. <laughs> Is it really? Is it the Chinese that are usually bad for that? Apparently. Okay. It's the old cliche, anyway. I thought it was like Korean again. Well, I mean, Korean has a much smaller population. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they pay the Chinese in there. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows? <laughs> so, yeah. And then I guess that brings us nicely on to the last main bit of... Last main? Last sort of uh, bit of news that I have to go into here, which was about Eve. Because I wanted to go significantly more in-depth about the ridiculousness of Inkana and walking in stations and all that malarkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I made that video, and then we didn't really talk about it on the podcast. Because I'd already covered it in the video. Not anyone is ever going to see that video. <laughs> I, I tweeted about it. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying. And maybe eventually we'll update the website to, com- to be able to post other stuff in podcasts. Yeah, it's a bit of a flaw in our website design. Do apologize, we can't actually blog on it. <laughs> we, we can cast on it, but that's it. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. Or Dan's working on it. We're well, not. Well, we hope he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Otherwise, you'll have to pay for his own pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do Dan while he isn't here, of course. <laughs> Lol. It's always good times. Then he gets to listen to this. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Oh, I love you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> in a totally non-game way. <laughs> But that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Eve uh, talking about walking stations in Kana. I've taken, I've put some slightly better notes about this, but I probably could remember the whole story, but I just needed to write some of it down because it is a ridiculous chain of events that just went horribly wrong and all kinds of drama. Right. You don't really care, but you're the only person I've got to talk to. So, <laughs> hang on. Let, let me let me let me paint. My eyelids, so they look like they're still open. <laughs> okay, okay, carry on. <laughs> that doesn't look open to me. <laughs> You'll probably care about this more once it gets to the actual drama, because it's quite interesting in terms of the ridiculousness of it. Ooh, ridiculousness. <laughs> I punch you in the face. Just <laughs> why I tell you that. Oh, okay. So everyone can hear it. I, expect, I don't think I could punch you hard enough to, for it to make a noise. That would probably sound a bit like... Yeah, that's probably as good as it'll get. Actually, no, but the funnier part of that would probably be the what the fuck that <laughs> comes afterwards. But... So let's talk about... about the argument. This is the last helicopter ever. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> fuck off. It's not about the games anymore. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Eve some more after I finish wiping my nose. Oh, lovely. Because this always fucks up my sound when I've got a handkerchief in front of my face. <laughs> So, yeah, so the walking in stations thing. Uh, as I mentioned in the video, uh, I was saying about how it's basically totally pointless. Yeah. It's like, it, all it is is this pretty thing in the middle of the screen where you can just use the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> but the trouble with it is that it's non optional, which has really pissed people off. Because they thought, what everyone thought would happen is you'd dock into the station, you'd come into your normal hangar view where, like, here's your ship. And here's your ship. <laughs> oh, right. And then, you and then you'd push out. a button to disembark from your pod. Because basically, 
I mean, the first part of the... Well, not really the first part. One part of this argument, one of the lesser parts of this argument, is that it's totally against the immersion. Because mm. it's like, you wouldn't dock in a station and get out of your pod and then put on clothes just to stand there for like two minutes and then get back in your ship and go back outside. <laughs> that's probably true, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's just dumb. <laughs> so that's like the immersion it breaking It depends unless the pod is an autodresser. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Does it have some kind of mechanical arms? Yeah, some kind of nanobots build your clothes. Yeah, I mean, that would make some sense, maybe. <laughs> there you go. I'm ready for the world. So that was the first problem with it. But the second problem with it is... Where's my pet? Is, <laughs> is the aspects of, like, losing functionality and it actually being slower. It's like, if you just want to dock and, like, pick up some ammo and then undock again, it's not as fast. Oh, right, because it has to load all the resources. Well, the, I mean, the idea of it was that you can theoretically still use menu items while it's loading the station environment, but uh, it just runs really badly. Right. <laughs> so you actually can't, really. So they haven't sorted that out properly. No. But then also, the, the, other, uh, the other bit of functionality that they've lost is the idea that you used to be able to just, like, you could... You could see what ship you were in for a start without having to literally walk up the gantry and look at your ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you could do things like like just double-click on your ship to open the cargo hold. And if you right-click on your ship, it brings down a drop-down list of everything that you can do. Whereas now you have to have your hangar open and find your specific ship that you've got active in the list of all of your ships. Oh, right. That's a bit stupid. So I thought there'd be a button on the HUD somewhere. I always thought there would be a button on the HUD somewhere as a shortcut to your ship. Well, I mean, that the pop-up HUD in the Encarna interface has, like, open cargo hold, open drone bay. But mm. that's not everything you need to do with your ship, really. <laughs> I mean, it's most of the thing. Lots of those options are lesser used, admittedly. But yeah. it's the fact that now, now you, if you want to do any of those other things, you have to find your ship in this list. Mm. It's just not you can you can't just click on your ship any longer. So it's like people were annoyed by this loss of functionality. You see, I didn't realise it wasn't optional. I, yeah, I, I I I thought it was something extra you could do. Well, the, the thing that's even worse about the non-optionalness was it about it is that they had basically literally planned for this to be entirely non-optional. Mm. Like there would be nothing apart from the captain quarters. But at the last minute, they sort of caved into pressure and put in the put, returned the option. There used to be an option called disable station environment, which basically made, made it so when you docked in the station it didn't load the hangar for you. Okay, yeah. And they basically put that back in. But that's not actually any better, because basically if you have disable station environment turned on, what you get is a picture of a wall. And no information. You still can't see your ship. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, that's not a good solution. They need a middle ground option. But they need to bring back the old hangar view and then have a go into walking in stations mode button. Yeah, that would solve it. Or, you know, have... Because then they could have an option at least somewhere in the settings to say when you dock, go into yeah, or like yeah, or an option to have it so you so you can set it to always go into yeah. walking mode or whatever. Yeah, they should to. probably have a to from button. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere, so when you're in walking, you can just jump to the ship view, or when you're in ship view, you can jump to the walking view. Yeah, exactly. But or perhaps it would make more sense if you only had certain stations where it went to walking view as well, like the ones you well, the ones you actually had some quarters or something. Well, I mean, the idea of the walking is that every station will have it so you can interact with whatever population oh, there yeah, is eventually. there at some point. Yeah, that, that makes more sense, because at the moment it's... <laughs> yeah, but at the moment, as we, that will come into effect later on the at-the-moment aspect of this whole ridiculousness. It depends how what the stations will provide in terms of new functionality. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean? or new things to mess around with. Yeah. I mean, if it becomes worth it, that jumping into <laughs> time and... <coughs> To do your buying and selling actually is, you know, at that level, maybe that is an immersive 
extra. Yeah. It, it slows things down, admittedly, and they, they will take flack for that. Yeah. But to an extent, maybe if the immersion argument might fall flat at that stage. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, what it's like, so that aspect of it being like their, their plan to make it completely non-optional, so there mm. would never have been a hangar view or anything. That will come up again later in the, in a, in the, 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 in the progressing drama of this story. Mm. Uh, but also about the captain's quarters is there's also a lot of people have been complaining that it taxes your graphics cards a lot more than the space. I mean, obviously, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even my computer, my fan, you could hear it revving up when I was in station. It's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is a bit excessive. And people have been saying this is a bit too much because Eve's specs for, compared to modern games have always been, you know, Relative, pretty yeah. low. Yeah, mediocre, aren't they? Yeah. But now it's like, Jesus, I can't play this on my laptop any longer because of the station environment. So I'll have to just look at a wall. <laughs> oh, I see. So that it's because it doesn't scale well. The indoor, the, what you're saying is the indoor environments don't scale particularly well. To yeah, the whole normally run it. It's like even the character creator apparently had problems in some of the first mm. before they fiddled around with that a bit. But it's yeah. still pretty heavy, even considering it's just a model yeah. <laughs> that you're looking at. So yeah, that was the first main. Yeah, I can see how that would be an issue. That was the first main problem with that. But then another thing I didn't actually mention very much in the video because I didn't really pay attention to it was the in-game store aspect for buying clothes. Oh, yeah. The real money tra- real yeah, money yeah. aspect of it. This is bad. Microtransactions. Well, it's the fact that it's the second currency in the world. Yeah, the, and the extra currency issues. But then it got a lot, lot worse. <laughs> what? How? Well, because I didn't... When I made that... When I was talking in the video about it, I said I didn't really know what these prices translated to or anything, and I didn't... I didn't really care. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know what this means. I don't know how much this currency is worth. <laughs> <laughs> but then once people worked out how much it was worth, then the problems came. Because basically, a monocle, I mean, obviously it's meant to be, a, you know, it's a monocle. It's meant to be cool. Because <laughs> monocles, cool. monocles, monocles are cool. But it's like this space monocle to your character. <laughs> space monocle. But it's all like metal. And like it's, it's an implant, you know, it's attached oh, to your okay. eye. So it's, it's, not, it's not like a literal monocle. <laughs> that would be cool on that. It's more like Visor's pirate monocle thing. Yeah, and... yeah, sort of like that. But yeah, so this monocle thing, it turns out in, in, if you convert from the ridiculous in-game currency, convert that back into as if it was paid by game time cards, and then converted from there into how much that game time card is worth in reality, Mm. real money, this monocle basically costs $70. Whoa. Oh, we thought tips. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not intending to roar there. Eve is boring you, even unintentionally. I've been to Alton Towers, I'm tired, man. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's, it, sorry, we thought TF2 was bad. With its 12 quid hats. $70 monocles. Yeah. I mean, even at a good exchange rate, that's still 35 quid at, at best. Yeah, exactly. And you're paying 15 quid a month <laughs> for subscription. That's insane. So that was basically, that was pretty much what started off this massive, ridiculous drama. Actually, yeah, I can't, I really can't justify in any way, sense of what the way, the, the need to pay that much for an in-game clothing item that is currently pointless. Yeah. And for something that I pay for each month. Yeah. That's just, that's Alton Towers. <laughs> That is on us. So then this is basically where it went totally insane and everything went totally fucking nuts. So obviously the fact that this monocle costs $70 immediately pissed off everyone on the forum, or the rabble rousers on the forum, and started a gigantic, ridiculous 500 post thread nice. of people complaining about yeah. it, as you do. 
the usual with anything that happens on Eve. Except that, although not very often does it go to the 500 page thread aspect, <laughs> you know, what they call Frednaut. <laughs> It's like a dreadnought. It's a dreadnought. <laughs> oh, I like that. So yeah, uh, it generated a dreadnought. Pretty good. One of the better dreadnoughts. <laughs> okay, I really like that phrase. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, so there was there was this massive uproar, and then just to compound matters, leaked emails and documents came out of CCP. Oh, which basically <laughs> did it basically say we love money. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It was basically there was a leaked internal newsletter where the, the the what they said afterwards was like it was we were doing sort of devil's advocate thing where one side of the argument was pro microtransactions and the other was anti microtransactions and mm. that kind of thing. But a lot of it, and in, but the trouble was like the, the title of this internal newsletter is like "Greed is good." It's like <laughs> that's not saying a good tone. <laughs> so that kind of pissed people off even more. <laughs> At least it didn't say "fuck yes, bonus money." But <laughs> well, but then to follow that, a leaked email from like the CEO <laughs> came <Beat him> out. Dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the saws off! This leaked email came out. And he was basically saying... What else are these motherfuckers going to spend money on? <laughs> Stop saying what he might have actually said. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, he was basically saying, like, this launch was a total success. We've already sold 50 monocles, and and the reaction of the player base is totally predictable. Just write it out. It's like... <laughs> right. So all this rage and posting on the forum, he was saying, like, yeah, we know they're going to bitch about it, just fuck them. <laughs> So, he's saying that 50 is a success. <laughs> At least. Well, considering it had only been out for like a day or two or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, uh, even so, 50... Well, I don't know. Uh, considering the price. That is kind of an extra $3,000, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously that email only I bet served... all of that went towards a brand new hat. <laughs> <laughs> that email only served to piss people off even more. Yeah. I, the issue. I, I can see that. That is quite... That's, that's bankerish. Yeah, and then so then it get, got even more nuts. Where it had already been like several days by this point with the five hundred page thread not going on, and people bitching about it and claiming they were unsubscribing and leaving forever. And then then like another forum thread appeared where it's like, let's keep track of who says they're unsubscribing so we can have a literal number to count <laughs> right, all yeah. up. And it got to like two and a half thousand people or something. Really, two and a half thousand people, and then that multiplies up to like four and a half thousand accounts. Of course, because oh, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is evil we're talking about. <laughs> So yeah, that, that thread appeared. Then, like, the, is it, I can't remember whether it was, it was a PR person slash community manager slash, you know, it was like one of the lesser known CCP people who was... A forum browser. No. Are they normally a moderator of the uh, forum? No, it wasn't a moderator. It was still one of... It was like... An actual employee, like a dev or something somewhere. Yeah, I mean, the devs post quite a lot, but it wasn't a dev. It was a person from a non-programming department. Okay. (laughs) Like, not not exactly marketing, but more like PR, like public relations kind of person. Customer service. Yeah, customer services, I guess. And then, like, later, they, as far as I know, I've never heard of them posting before on the forums, but I'm Mm. sure they had. But they came up to say, like, please stop complaining for a while and, like, give us a chance and... Mm. And this sort of stuff, and then 
then that that thread got to like 450 pages as well. <laughs> because <laughs> with people saying, no, we will not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but then they organised an emergency trip of the Council of Stellar Management, which is like the player-run council hmm. that, the, the dev, that the devs communicate with. And it's supposed to be like this, you know... This, like they're focus group. Yeah, well, less sort of... Less sort of PRified than that. It's meant to be like it was. Yeah, the reason the Council of Stellar Management got formed was because at one point there was a scandal where a dev had been giving a corporation in game stuff. Oh right. And so they wanted to like have this independent committee of players to basically keep an eye on devs. Okay. <laughs> or whatever. So that's why the that's why that existed. But they called this emergency meeting of this council, which basically involved like flying them to Iceland. At, wow. at the next weekend. Jeez. So, so, and it's like, well, that's what the Barnacles paid for then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure $3,000 covers that. No. So yeah, they brought, they got the CSM into Iceland to have a conference about what the fuck they were doing and how pissed off people were. <laughs> so, and then that was obviously, people were even annoyed at that because it's like, this is only a delaying tactic. They're just hoping we'll give up and shut up <laughs> if they just keep us out of the loop for long enough. And... It's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and then, so they... Oh, and the other part of the, that second thread with the with the customer relations person appearing was they were talking about ship spinning. And ship spinning? Well, the... <laughs> The the thing with the old hangar view is when you're in your hangar view and you can see the ship, yeah. you click the mouse button and you rotate it and it oh, spins yeah, the ship. Yeah. And that's ship spinning as a concept. But what it actually means is that it's like when you're saying ship spinning, you're not saying I want to literally spin my ship. You're saying I want a hangar view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're saying I want that functionality, but I, want, I, I, want I don't literally mean I want to be able to click and rotate my ship. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like from the wording of this thing, it's like we know ship spinning is, it has an emotional attachment to you. We know how important it is to be able to spin your ship. It's like that's not actually what we're saying. <laughs> we really do want to be able to look around our ship in an appropriate manner. Yeah, potentially spin it if we want to. Yeah, exactly. And then every time after this point where they mention ship spinning, it always seems like they're always going to just in the walking stations thing where you're standing in the ship, and then you can click and rotate it. It's like that's not what we want. <laughs> Don't take this literally, you idiots. Well, no, that's probably a bit. That's not so bad actually. If they wanted to add it to the. Uh... Well, yeah. I mean, they should have put that in anyway, obviously. Probably, to wait for yeah. it to incredibly slowly rotate means you don't get to see most of your ship most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that's one little part that was still pissing people off again. So after they flew the that's camp, an incredibly minor thing though. What? Well, well, it depends because it's incredibly minor if it is only that thing. But if they interpret it to mean that the people just want to spin their ships and don't understand that it means that they want the hang of you, <laughs> then it'll become a major thing again. If they have a button that you click that starts going, we ran spinners, <laughs> that would be all right. So they flew the council out into Iceland. They had this ridiculous weekend meeting <laughs> with all these interviews and like... And then a volcano went off. <laughs> yeah, then a volcano went off and they were all trapped there for months. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, so they were in Iceland and they had this meeting and they released like press statements and stuff where it was like the devs were saying, yes, we know. And, and it's really funny because the guy who's the head of the Council of Stellar Management, the, like the lead player guy. Because... I hope that's his actual title. Lead player, lead player guy. Well, it's, basically, they released these two statements 
there was, a, I mean, there was a blog post and then there was a press release and then there was like a video of them talking, both of them sitting next to each other, looking incredibly tired, unsurprisingly. <laughs> but so, but the best thing about it is like the guy, the like the dev guy from CCV, his statement is all like, you know, quite tightly like PR'd. You know, he can't, he can only, he can only say so much or whatever. And then the guy from the player council, he's just sort of, there's some phrases that he uses that are almost taking the piss out of the guy he's literally sitting next to. Because <laughs> he can say whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> and he does. And it's like, in the text, it's like literally blow it. And it's sort of almost undermining stuff that the other guy has only just said. <laughs> it's like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> Going real well for PR here. So, yeah, they released these announcements. And then what, the one, one of the major things that came out of it was like, Everyone was super pissed off about the stupid monocles and how much they cost and the ridiculousness of having microtransactions in the game where you pay subscription. Just to put make put this in perspective, is the monocle like the most expensive item? One of the most expensive, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why they're making a big deal about the monocle. Well, yeah, and because, you know, it's a monocle. Well, yeah. It's not just a shirt. <laughs> That'd be kind of boring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, couldn't they have, like, spot gears? <laughs> well, man, that'd be right. But yeah, so... They released this statement. The CS, the council one was kind of funny and it's sort of undermining the PR of. But they, one of the things they said was like, "We're going to we." The the council has demanded that we make an actual proper post that explains our pricing strategy for the microtransactions. Right. Okay. Because apparently in this conference, the player, the player leader guy, <laughs> he basically, his statement says something to the effect of like, we've seen their sort of plan and we think that once you see it, some of, some of this controversy will go away. And, you know, it was just, a, it was just a bad coincidence that all these leaked emails came out and made everything appear worse than it was. Mm. Oh, and I forgot to mention when, after the leaked email, there was also another blog post by one of the devs, and he compared the pricing of, like, clothes in Eve to real world, where he was like, you could buy a £10 pair of jeans, or you could buy a £1,000 Japanese designer jeans. It's like, this is a game. <laughs> it's not the same as real life. You don't have to manufacture these ge- jeans, you program them once, and then it's done. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the same. Therefore, you should expect to make, by that logic, he should expect to make like a thousand dollars for these Japanese designer <laughs> jeans total, yeah. not per item. Yeah, exactly. So that obviously adding to the, everyone pissed off, but then he posted a, a sort of a, well, actually he didn't post an apology, which, which is also something that pissed people off. Mm. But anyway, so back to this pricing scheme thing. So a few days after the council had come back, back from Iceland and everyone was still sort of like, we're waiting. <laughs> like, hurry up, damn it! We're not going to. We're not going to like not continue to be angry. <laughs> but so this new blog got posted, which they promised to like reveal their pricing strategy or whatever, and like, and maybe say that they had more stuff in the works because you know there's not very many items. And <laughs> yeah, and they were like, yes, we're 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 going for like this tiered strategy where there'll be like low tier and then there'll be mid tier and then there'll be high tier and like prices relative to those. Wait, wait, wait. And then they said that this is the low tier? Not so quite. So there'll be like Uber monocles? <laughs> not quite. So they, they say they're, they're making... They'll be like glasses so they're like twice the price? <laughs> that would be awesome. No, they, they said this, this tiered system and then what they... One of the complete fails of this is they... There's a screenshot that shows some of the clothes they were working on mm. 
and it's just like a montage of clothes. It's not organized into tiers, so they didn't actually show you what was in the tiers or oh, okay. how the, yeah, how yeah. these clothes are organized by tier or what the tiers actually meant. It was just like tiers, low, medium, and high, and then super high for rare items or something. But then, of course, they went on to explain the price. <laughs> so basically, an out the idea was the idea in general is like an outfit is like five pieces of clothing, more or less, like boots, trousers, top. Eyewear, <laughs> t-shirt, whatever, funky hat, yes, something like that. Five pieces is generally the, what they consider an outfit, mm. and so it's like low tier out. A low tier outfit was meant was meant to cost the equivalent of one plex worth of cash, which is to say one month of game time, which is to say fifteen quid. Okay, for a five piece outfit, so that's like three quid per item. Well, okay, we're in TF two territory here, just this barely. Isn't too considering bad. all of them cost that much. Yeah. Second tier, the medium tier, <laughs> the whole outfit, three to four flexors. Ouch. So that's 70, 60, 60 quid. quid. Yeah. For, for, and then high tier, three times as much per piece as low tier. So 15 flexors for an entire outfit. My math isn't that good. <laughs> 15 months of game time for that's, an outfit at the highest price. That's like 225 quid. <laughs> or something like that anyway yeah math fail so basically it's like they, people already thought the monocle was ridiculous and then they're like no don't worry we've got a plan we're going to tell you these tears and it turned out to be even more ridiculous <laughs> that's crazy it's like good job you really laid off ears there that is really really crazy but could you argue that they're possibly trying to cash in on some of the illegal operations that happen in WoW world, but make them sort of legalized. Because, you know, the actual in-game, the trade of a lot of WoW in-game items are outside that the game does happen in a sort of non-regulated fashion and is yeah, but the kind idea... of against what the game, you know, they don't recommend. Yeah, but that. those items are generated randomly in the game yeah. and then sold for real cash, whereas these are being brought for real cash... And they just poof from nowhere. Yeah. It's like they're not dropping randomly and then the, you can trade them like in no supply. Unless that was perhaps what they were going maybe they they thought they would go for that. Maybe <laughs> high tier items. I don't think they were. <laughs> maybe high tier items are in supply. No, I don't I don't think so. I don't think that was their plan. It'd always make more sense if it was. Well, the thing about it is like I'm not justifying spending two hundred pounds <laughs> on an outfit. No. So it was already pretty I mean, it gets worse if you consider that in the actual uh, in-game, in, in, like, ISK cast. Because mm. if you consider, like, a month, of, one of those month game time cards in ISK is, like, 300 million. Mm. So, so, one piece, so, there's a, even the cheapest outfit where one outfit costs one plex. I mean, the entire outfit costs 300 million ISK. So, it's like, one piece, it's like, basically, one outfit costs more than the, more than most ships, including the equipment. <laughs> a battleship, at least. <laughs> it is returning. So if you buy the 15 flex item, you're spending like that, you know, that's like 2 billion isk or something. I'm struggling <laughs> to see how they could have ever gotten away with this working. Well, the, the way that people are saying they should have done it is not have it coupled to the plex market. Mm. If this new currency had just been you pay money to generate this new currency and then you spend that on clothes, then it would probably be okay. Well, that the industrial trade is somehow different from everyday consumer trade, and that industry is—you know—I'm trying to put this in the context of the world here. <laughs> oh, right. 
No, it's like the idea is they don't want to destabilize the Plex market because they want game time to have this value of like 300 million isk ish. Mm. And that had been set up over, you know, that happened over time naturally through the in-game market buying and selling the game time yeah. items. So, so the value is kind so of... So the value settled. is set at like 300 million. Mm. But then when they tied this new currency into the Plex by having you break a Plex down into this new currency and then spend that... Oh, wait, so the new currency isn't Plex? No, it's it's made from Plex at a certain exchange rate. It's like 3,500 per Plex or something. Right. And then market prices in the clothing store are in that currency. Jeez. So, but because they tied it to the flex market, they didn't want to destabilize the flex market by making it so that you can buy a million billion clothes per flex or mm. whatever. So the fact that they tied it into that meant that they didn't really have any choice of how much everything costs. Yeah, that's true. And then, but, so, although maybe they could not cost quite so much in terms of real money, <laughs> yeah. but the fact that they still cost like 300 million, you don't, in ISK terms, they don't have a choice on that, because that's just how much flex costs. So if they uncoupled that and just made it so input credit card details to generate this new currency, <laughs> and it wasn't tied to the other way they make, put real money into the game, it probably would have worked better. Uh, I don't think people might still have been pissed off at seventeen quid monocles. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole thing is flawed in from like a, 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 an Eve world point of view. It's dramatically flawed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are always going to be some parts of the game with real world consequence that don't make sense in the world. Like, for instance, the buying of game time and things like that. There's, that that's kind of something that wouldn't make sense in an actual world. But I don't know, it, it strikes me as completely unnecessary in, for an MMO to Look, charge additional monies on top of the already fairly high commitment rate of yeah. subscription. And I, and it, I mean, before all this happened, they had that classic comment, com, uh, that classic comment that I think I mentioned before this in the last episode where we where I mentioned the video. But they they said the classic thing. They said the thing where it's like. Because we hired all these artists to make these new assets, we have to charge you more for these new assets. It's like, that's a bit of a recursive loop, that. <laughs> you have to charge us more because you paid, because you paid guys to create it. Well, why not just not make it? <laughs> I think we would have been better off. <laughs> so yeah, that was basically the ridiculous controversy of all that. How difficult is it to make a set of clothes compared to doing the entire graphic update? Designers! Designer clothes in game. Buy your thousand dollar jeans from Japan. Future Adidas. Oh man, that would be. It's like people are like, maybe you should just add supported it. Get Nike in here. <laughs> that might have worked out, but if Nike could come up with some cool future version of their logo, yeah. Well, there's not really much you can do with the Nike logo. Pixel art it. <laughs> That's like inverted future. <laughs> yeah, it becomes less complicated over time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't mind where they were going with like walking about stations and things and the concepts yeah. of user generated content and stuff that have been flowing around. Yeah, and that is all great stuff. But this is just retarded. No matter how you spin it, and they've been trying to spin was, it a lot. <laughs> it was always going to be a bad idea. Yeah, basically, it just. 
I can't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying to think of a reason how it would be good, but it's just not. Team Fortress, I marginally get because it's insane value for money. It always has been. It, well, oh, the no, game. Not <laughs> the game in general. Yeah, not the items. Is that how it's free? No, I'd rather spend £12 on an actual hat. <laughs> And True. have done. <laughs> you know, it's that, that's that, that's far more reasonable to me than spending it on an in-game hat. But um, to price your clothes in-game as much as real clothes, more so, <laughs> as in this shirt costs five quid in-game. If it was <laughs> buy a, really, a real shirt. Yeah, if it was a really cool shirt, I'd buy the real shirt, <laughs> not the actual thing. I mean, there's been plenty of times where there's been clothing in games or in like comic books or things like that, and you've like, le- legitimately thought. That would be awesome. If it were real. Yeah, yeah, and I'd have the real thing if it existed. But it doesn't. It's like Gabe's pack, giant Pac-Man shirt, which for some reason they've never made in the Penny Arcade store. Because it's a Namco... <laughs> like, it's a freaking Namco copyrighted icon, basically. That's probably true. But then, with the power Penny Arcade have, do you reckon they could probably work with Namco to make it? Maybe. Or they could probably make Tyco shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blue stripes. Yeah, that, that's, done. That's, that's pretty easy. Yeah, they haven't done that either. Or have they? I don't know. No, I don't think they have. Is well, anyway, that's, that's a bit off topic. But you know what I mean? That's an, an example of something I'd, I would have in an instant. I fucking, that shirt is awesome. Yeah. And seeing, especially after Naomi managed to destroy my other yellow t-shirt, I am lacking in yellow t-shirts. God. <laughs> Buy one in need for 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I feel satiated. Lame. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what some of the other recent comments about. Because I, I went and read basically the whole, what will probably maybe turn out to be another Fred Nort, which is basically the comments on that blog post where he went on about the pricing dude. It was only like 30 pages when I read it, but I think the blog had, had only come out fairly recently. <laughs> so I don't know if that will reach Fred Nort status again. But yeah, lots of people were still pissed and saying, like, this is ridiculous. Why are yeah. you charging so much? Wading in. Like, if, if you charged, like, 50p for a t-shirt and just made it so we could, so there was a lot of options, I probably would have bought some. <laughs> but now I'm not going to buy anything, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, you've destroyed my faith. Yeah, lots of people have been saying that it's like, you're losing, we're all losing faith in you. Try, try working on Eve instead of these two other games you're making. <laughs> You've got, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. And it's only compounded by the fact that they yeah. have a continuous record of implementing something and then leaving it unfinished and then moving on to something new. Mm. Like, there's all kinds of little bits of system that are left over, like factional warfare, which is like high sec court battles oh, but yeah, for yeah. each of the four factions. That has basically never been updated. All the planetary interface stuff that has hasn't updated since since those big patches that I talked about. Did the race stuff ever make a massive difference to the game? Really, not really, because you could always cross train the skills from yeah. the other races. Seems like a missed opportunity. Well, I mean, that's what faction warfare was partially meant yeah. to be about, but it didn't really happen. And when it did happen, of course, the classic problem of there being like twice as many Kaldari as anyone else came yeah. into effect, and they just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they constantly leave, and then people are saying like, "So now, now I was Kaldari for the brief period I was playing." <laughs> well, everyone was Kaldari, yeah, because I don't know missiles, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of which, missiles still need their turrets. Yeah, they do. 
and that's another thing people have been because that that complaint got swamped under all this other controversy but it's like yes you really should put missile turrets on since we put these nice real turrets on <laughs> for yeah. the other guns but yeah I'll just spawn them from my belly put yeah that was Eve <laughs> the insanity is still continuing more Fred Norts first I I cut. I failed to see how they missed this as being a fail. Well, apparently, you know, for a game, my my reasoning for that is, but for a game that's powered by, you know, literally powered by the economy of it, yeah, to not realize with an economist hired, yeah, by them. To it's like, to, what did he say about this? Was he did he even know? <laughs> well, you know, was he in the loop? Have they just missed an opportunity here to use a, a, a staff member who is incredibly valuable, probably to the. <laughs> Eve community and in and this like, particular case especially yeah, and to just fuck it up so badly well there was a, a someone commented that apparently the council of civil management those player guys had actually heard about the sort of the concept of the in-game clothes store mm. and maybe had even had hints of the prices before this even happened and mm. had basically told CCP that it was going to be a complete disaster and then they oh, went right. and did it anyway <laughs> It's like, just ignore those fuckers. These council people, do they have some kind of, like, uh, Jedi-style robe that they must wear at all times? And <laughs> that would be awesome. Speak only through some kind of song. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just forum bastards. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, the elections are held on the forums, so naturally people who face on the forums a lot get elected. Oh, okay. So the most vocal of the <laughs> complainers. Anyone who's famous. In, yeah. as far as famous goes yeah I think if I remember correctly how many of them are fat I haven't actually seen pictures uh, I've only seen pictures of the leader guy since in this last thing he was in that video and everything and in desperate need of some I believe, spot cream I believe that that guy who's the head of the CSM at the moment is actually the leader of the goons as well oh, right. which is totally awesome yeah. I mean he would win an election because they could just get the goons to vote for him <laughs> that's quite true <laughs> To, to define the group, the, the goons for our listeners. We've mentioned them before. Have we? Yeah, the Something Awful Forum goons. Oh yeah, that's it. Something Awful. Goon Swarm as they were in EVE. Mm. Although they've become various other versions of that after various upheavals, like that mm. thing where they lost all their territory that I was talking about before. Yeah, I remember that now. But yeah, I think he's... I think that's the guy. He might not actually be their leader leader. He might be one of their political entities. Yeah. But yeah, obviously he got voted in. I mean, who else? Goons on the forum. What are you going to do? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Eve has always been crazy gonads. And now it's totally nuts. And everyone's worried that it might be the end. But that's what they say every time. <laughs> <laughs> but this looks more like the end than ever before. And it does. I agree. They really yeah, have but... fucked up and pissed people off real bad. <laughs> Let's be honest. People can. This is still one of those things that people could just ignore, with the with the, with the exception with, of the ship docking thing the, being the, the ship up. docking thing being messed up. At least this whole new marketplace could be completely ignored. Yeah, it's like you don't have to buy one. Yeah. It's not like they offer any kind of in-game extra factors, unless they start adding like oh. personal traits, like plus one to coolness. Well, I guess means something. I guess I should have mentioned that as well. That that was part of the other reason that everyone was worried about them. Well, everyone stopped calling them microtransactions and started calling them macrotransactions. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. yep. But uh, the other reason people were worried about it was because they were worried that that was just like the first step towards being able to buy actual 
advantage in game mm. pay to win or whatever yeah which is a bad shift i think in any game and it's not even just that they were worried about pay to win they were worried about buying anything that you could even use in eve even if it only had the same stat it's like say they put like a gold gold colored version of a ship on the cash market mm. it would have exactly the same stats it would just be gold right so it's just to look fancy yeah it's not that's not <laughs> be blinging yeah it's not like that's not like pay to win because it's not giving you advantage but what people are worried about is that you're basically generating an, an entire ship out of nothing it just yeah. poofs into existence with which, no mineral which, costs. Which is against the world. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even that they are necessarily worried about pay to win, which they are obviously worried about, but it's even just creating items from nothing would be bad enough mm. <laughs> to have some kind of effect on the market. Could, that, could there be a potential for this to occur for items like blueprints and stuff. Well, I mean, that's what ever, what people have been saying about the clothes is like, wouldn't it just be better to sell us the blueprints and let us manufacture them from some weird combination of items that we can produce via industry or something? Mm. It's like, sell us, maybe not infinite blueprints, but like limited run blueprints yeah. or something. Because then obviously there's only so many blueprints that could enter the system and yeah, and they—I mean, they—they'd still have control over pricing and stuff. Mm. But yeah, and then people were complaining about, like you said, you were going to let us make user-generated content to go into this. Mm. I'm not sure. People seem maybe to it a, maybe it'll be a submission thing, like you know, you can open up your own. Well, money yeah, like stores, the TF2 like stuff, Life sort and, of. Yeah, because I mean, even those TF2 models were a lot of those are community made aren't they through that yeah. contribute system yeah and then they're picked aren't they so yeah there's, there's, there's a vet process although I think people on the e-forms were of the imagination that that would actually mean a lot more than it, did, more than it would I don't think they're literally going to let you like make unless it's a very good quality I don't think they're going to let you make clothes yeah the the, <laughs> the, uh, the black t-shirt with the penis emblazoned on it is going to have to be inevitable it's going to have to be of a high workmanship or the ship uh, I mean the other idea of course with the classic customization need was like to have ship skins oh yeah yeah so you can have paint jobs giant penis paint jobs obviously or what happened in Forza I, I still don't know how they how they these were actually possible <laughs> yeah those but, ridiculous decals yeah the, the, the number of uh hentai decals that turned up on the store each with a oh, it was actually in a way it's relatively ingenious because they had they always like covered them up the, the sort of nasty bits up with a big black thing saying saying oh if you buy this off me you can delete you, it you can just delete this panel to get the full effect <laughs> it's like lovely awesome presumably that's how it got past the quick sensors or something if the game sure they recognize that i mean jesus yeah. at least totally mindless people not even registering what they're looking at so I'm like yep yeah, that looks like a card thing i don't even know how they managed to draw that shit with the game's uh, and, then in, and then in the next Forza, they'll have a lot even better tools for drawing ridiculous porn cars. Yay. Word. <laughs> you could imagine they're like a whole league based on pornographic cars. Probably. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a Team Hentai versus Page 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, a, it was a disturbing world. Although I, I did manage to. I, I was quite impressed by it. There were, there were a number of Ford Foci 
focuses. <laughs> focuses. I would say a load of them turned up in the marketplace with Jean-Luc Picard on the side, and it's awesome. like, that's sweet. <laughs> I think I might have one, actually. I can't, I can't remember if I bought one. I have a Star Wars one, I think. No. Oh. Star Wars not as cool. There was a number of Darth Maul ones, because obviously the black and red was quite easy to do. Oh, yeah. but And his face is nicely geometric. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, oh, yeah I'll have to check that now. I wonder if I have the Picard car, because it was awesome. <sighs> well, that's it for news. News done! Jeez. I'm glad I, I'm glad I actually got to talk about that, even if it wasn't necessarily that interesting to you, lol. Or the second half. The Eve half. <laughs> um... <laughs> Trying to make, looking at this clock, how much time we actually spent on Eve. It was a fucking long time. <laughs> it was required. Like half an hour. I had to explain the controversy. Controversy. It's ludicrous. And I mean, it's still continuing, obviously, so maybe there'll be updates if I can be bothered to read more goddamn forum. Because it's way too easy to get sucked into reading a friend. I was about to say, say, how do you sort of like, how does a moderator or anyone like that actually sort of like, if when they see one of these things turn up and they're just like, Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's like, book me out for the week, boys. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they don't enjoy it, the moderators. It's hard to tell who is actually, because I'm not sure if moderators, that, forum moderators, no, they must have a label of some kind. Because on the e-forums, it's like devs have blue bars around their comments, so you can see easily where, where it's them posting. Oh, okay. So the entire post gets a nice glowy bit. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not sure moderators have a colour. I don't think they do. Because mm. devs are blue, and then there's red as well. I can't remember what that is. It's like higher than dev, there's another level. <laughs> the Council of Acne? <laughs> no. I don't think the Council have a colour either. They, they should, have, should. They should have purple. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the most windows of Eve. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so, yeah. Do you want to talk about any other games while we're still here? Well, we, should, pro- we should probably talk about the Steam Summer Camp sale. I guess we could mention it. It will be over by the time we next have a podcast. <laughs> we'll probably be over by the time this gets uploaded, to be honest, but... Not really. Got two the, more days. It's the ninth. Like, tomorrow's the last day. Well, tomorrow in America. Well, some, well yeah, Sunday for us is the last day. It'll end at, like... When did they change it? to like, six or something, isn't it? For us, yeah, it's six. Yeah. Oh yeah, so we'll probably be a day out, won't we? So it'll be six Monday. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, I can't remember. It's messed up. It's nearly over. Yeah, so anyway, there's been another round of sales that's kind of reminiscent of the Crimbo sales, but this time in summer. Yeah, I mean, they had, they've they made a sort of scheme mm. that they can easily implement yeah. to make a ridiculous sale. Which is pretty cool. But although I have to say, there's not been much that's caught my eye this time. That's <laughs> because you bought it all last time. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> there, there have been a few deals that were slightly better than the Christmas one. For well, instance, I mean, obviously. Princess Batman's went up for less than a fiver this time. Stuff getting older means it gets cheaper. Yeah. Although, Duke ne- I'm, I don't know whether I should take the plunge on the Duke Nukem thing just to sort of dive in. It's probably one of those I could wait on simply because of my backlog. We all said but, that we wanted to play it, but then we were like, we started hearing about it like, Whoa. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm not sure I could take just how old school it actually is and how much of a mashup it actually appears to be. And as all, I, I, I question. I'm not like this with many games. I put this way: my my threshold for comedy is pretty low. I, I can laugh at a lot of things that Dan especially would just go. Yeah. yeah, 
And actually, Dad's threshold for comedy is quite high. <laughs> um, yeah, but even Duke doesn't strike me as being that funny. And actually, there's a few concepts that I've heard about from the game through reviews and stuff that are actually quite disturbing and not in a good way. Well, it's what it's like they try too hard, basically. Is the general is the general outcome of it? Yeah, I. Yeah, I'd, I'd be intrigued to know how much of it is Gearbox. Not very much, presumably. Well, you'd like to think, but <laughs> I'd, I'd have my doubts <laughs> about a lot of it. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder how much they changed and how much they tried. And Yeah, I don't know. Difficult one. So anyway, the Steam Sale. Steam Sale, yeah. No, then Duke Nuku. Duke Nuku? Duke Nuku. Count Duke Nuku. <laughs> Count Duke Nuku. <laughs> Count Duke Nuku. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. There, there's something that needs to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unlimited power! In my balls. <laughs> In my balls. <laughs> my balls of balls. Balls of balls. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, Apparently, when you're playing the pinball table, when you lose a ball, he says, Balls of fail. <laughs> <laughs> balls of fail. <laughs> I gotta admit, there's something cool about Duke, but Duke's voice, at least. Yeah. That, that, that voice is awesome, but there's something evidently not cool about Duke. Yeah. Anyway, the Steam Sale. <laughs> the Steam Sale can suck my ride. Steam ride. Sale of Balls. The Steam Ball Sale. <laughs> uh, well, what else is there? There's not been much. I mean, there's a lot of games that I sort of look at and think, ooh, maybe. But then, and I then, remember, then, 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 <laughs> then I realised I didn't really miss it. You know, I don't feel that much. You didn't buy Space Game. I will never play Space Game because it reminds Ooh. me. I don't think it's a bad game. <laughs> I, I I don't, but it's just reminds me a bit too much of my job. Oh, uh, we should actually mention, I guess, in relation to the Steam sale, and also because I'm pulling on something you just said there. Not because of space or chemistry, I'd like to point out. <laughs> no. It's essentially a programming simulator. This is a bit of a bit of a tangent that's going to curve back around. But in relation to the Z sale, we should probably mention that they have this stupid achievement system where, in re- sort of in the same style as the Winter Sale that got you that stupid hat in Team Fortress, mm. you get the achievements for doing certain shit in certain games, and then you get tickets, and then you pay for little prizes. Mm. One of which is the, is a DLC for Space Game, which is going to be sold after, mm. as well as being this prize. And obviously I got that. But curving that back around to what you just said, one of the achievements was to like write a review of a game. So I wrote a review about a recommendation. So I wrote a recommendation about Space Game that was, start, that was basically like, <laughs> if you're a programmer, you may find this too much like work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds stupid, actually. The more I think about that reason, but it's it is kind of programming, isn't it? Just in, yeah. just in a graphical way. Well, uh, and it's like one of the other one one of the guys who's a programmer in IRC was saying, like, I solved this programmatically yeah. by thinking, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how you solve problems, really. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just <laughs> for, basically... for a second now. I thought you may have said thinking, but <laughs> that is also how you solve <laughs> I solved this by thinking. <laughs> but yeah, that's not... deep. Several other people in my Steam list took advantage of that sale to buy Space Game, and I was like, yes, people in my scoreboards! Woo! Scores I can compare! <laughs> that made me happy, and then I got that DLC, and that then I finished it. 
a bit of me was tempted with Worms when it was on sale, but then I realised that it's the same game that was released ten years ago. Well, that wouldn't necessarily be bad. No, but <laughs> a bit of me then questioned would I actually play it? Yeah, well, I doubt you would have. Oh. It's like I've always been partially intrigued by the new iterations of it, but like, it doesn't appear anything's changed. But it's just like... I. It would be so bad if it was just two that ran on, on yeah. Windows Seven, because two was clearly the best. T- two was by far the best. Well, arguably one was that the original was actually the best, but in terms of balance, I guess, yeah. <laughs> it didn't have any of the niceties like and graphics <laughs> and only the crazy customizing and the, the more has. ridiculous weapons. Yeah, Patsy's magic bullet, carpet bomb. Do they still exist? I know they've, they've made a, there's, there's a few new poison weapons. I know it's like poisonous gas weapons in the new one. Mm-hmm. Worms reloaded. So anyway, I did I did pick up Rush. Yeah. So which was the one thing that had my intrigue because I used to fucking love Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> Let's be honest. The GBA version was astounding in its sheer amount of content. Yeah. That it had. Not that it had to do much. Not that it had to do no, but you know I thought it was just a fantastic idea that they did and it's like let's package what was a great Dreamcast game if not a tiny Dreamcast game yeah. and then expand it with 300 more puzzles made by players of the Dreamcast game players players <laughs> <laughs> yeah players and it made something that was practically impossible to finish <laughs> because there was just so much to it and a lot of them were hard yeah um, they then fucked it up and then decided to put just the Dreamcast version and the level of content on the iPhone, which was a bad decision. Bad Sega. (laughs) Naughty Sega. Bad. The problem is, because I'm tempted by it, because the multiplayer was really good, but then there's no one I know that would play it with me. (laughs) Yeah. And and then the puzzling puzzling wouldn't hold my attention either, because it's just the standard 50 puzzles you got with the... You've already solved them before. Like a million years ago. Yeah, exactly. It's the same puzzles. So I, I wouldn't find it that amazing. Um... But yeah, Rush is basically the puzzle element of Choo Choo Rocket, but with a few extra complications in. I mean, the Choo Choo's in Choo Choo Rocket were allowed to run over each other and go wherever the fuck they pleased amongst (laughs) each other, to an extent. Um, But the cubes in in Rush can't collide with each other. And there's also further complications that you have to get certain cubes to certain gates um, based on their colour. Yeah. And and it's three-dimensional, so cubes fall down onto different layers. Um, there's a few changes to the rules. For instance, like um, in Choo Choo, if you came across a bit of wall that was shaped like a corner, the Choo Choo would follow the corner. Yeah. In Rush, they don't. They, the, the bump and then move right rule always applies. Right. So, if, for instance, you hit a wall that looks like it would cause the, the block to turn left. It just It doesn't. Turns it goes back and it's in the direction it came. Right. So there's a few differences on there. And they try and mix up the tiles a bit more than Choo Choo did. So they don't just get the four directions. You get, like, speed and... Which was that fucking... Like summer camp level specifically made it quite difficult. What you after for the achievement? Or the portal reference level, shall we say? I didn't even realise they were in the game, but there's Portal Two references in Rush. Yay! They may be residual from the potato. I don't think it was in the potato thing, was it? I think it was. Oh, okay. I remember that swirly icon being Uh, involved in the ARV. So there's potato shit in the game. Yeah. Um, Remnants potatoes. Potato. Potatoes. It's got a nice, lovely potato. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And that it's just like a hidden level, sort of, that then unlocks a whole other set of levels. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Which was pretty tough, actually, that one. <laughs> Until we figured out how the fuck to do it. But... Well, you thought it was tough. 
Yeah. It took me a while. Well, I eventually came up with a concept. Not you. The, 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 I totally the came up with that concept. No, 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 no. I came up with running over the speed booster multiple times to make it go fast. Yeah, true. You came up with that, then I had to I put the tiles down. Yeah, but I because you had a mouse and I was sitting over here. I made it work. <laughs> so yeah. And the only thing I've bought from the, from the summer sale so far is Trine because it came down in price sufficiently for me to say, yeah, I might as well buy that now. How much was sufficiently, by the way? Because I missed... It was like a quid fifty or something. Oh, bugger. Oh, I probably would have picked it up for that. Yeah, I thought you might have done it and I didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have been able to if it was in the last few days. True. You can probably still get it at reduced cost. Yeah. But not that reduced. You never know. The last day is normally the crazy sale, isn't it? Oh, yeah. If they redo all the sales again like they did. But yeah, trying. I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very long, obviously. No. It's a quite a nice... Well, it's a nice looking and sounding game. Music is nice and atmospheric and hmm. you run around and... It's a bit... I don't know. I found it's. I found it sort of... Because it's meant to be this whole idea of like puzzle, sort of semi-puzzling where it's like you've got the three characters with their different abilities mm. and you have to get through the level and work out how to do it. But the trouble is that doesn't actually... It's in a sort of Lost Vikings. <laughs> sort vibe. of, except you, it's not like you've got three characters they're all... it's all one character that just switches. Oh, okay. You know, because they just transform. You don't, you don't leave them about. No. So I mean, the idea of it being a puzzle thing... You can, there are places where you see, like, there's multiple ways you could do this. But it's not, there's not, it's not really puzzles. No, oh, right. It's like, if you see two wooden poles that are spaced a certain distance apart, put a plank over them. Because <laughs> the wizard can conjure a plank. Or a cube. It'd be funny if it was more like Lost Vikings and, and the wizard just took took into an act of planking <laughs> to form a bridge. Yeah. Well, he transformed into a With eyes. But yeah, I mean... It's, and a beard. It's obviously about... And a hat. It's obviously about physics, is the main... Mm. Like, all these physics-operable objects, like the cubes and planks and stuff, so you can stack things. And mm. But the trouble with it is that you start to not really try and solve puzzles in any ingenious way. And sometimes it telegraphs it a bit too much. It's like, oh, look, there's some spikes sticking out of this wall. Shove a cube in it, and then I can stand on that cube. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, that becomes a bit obvious. And then eventually, once you you get certain... You're, it's like you level up and you get more skills unlocked. So, like, the wizard, you start off with only a cube. Then you upgrade that and you get, like, two cubes. Mm. And if you go to maximum on that skill tree, you get, like, four cubes. And then after a while, you unlock planks, and then you get one plank, and then you get two planks, and then you get four planks. And then your last ability is like floating platform. Hmm. And but basically, it's like so you go up these skill trees, but as you go up the skill trees, and for the other two characters, although less so. Well, I say that, but the thief one is kind of important. But as you go up the skill trees, you start, and as you get better at the game, I guess. Go better at navigating the levels. Mm. You start to not really use all the characters very much. It's like right. I virtually never use the wizard because I could just use the thief's grappling hook to navigate virtually everything. <laughs> it can only attack. It's like the grappling hook mechanic is like her grappling hook can only attach to wooden things. Mm. But providing you can find a bit of wood, you can do all kinds of crazy shit. It's like like if there's a singular pole, you attach the grappling hook from below, like you'd swing on it. Mm. But if you winch the grappling hooks up so it's the, sh- uh, the shortest, you can, like, swing back slightly 
and then jump in a sort of a looping manoeuvre so you land on top of that pole. Yeah, right. And that just makes it really versatile. You can go all kinds of places. <laughs> it's like, that's maybe a bit of a jip, but it's just like, once you discover you can do it, it becomes way too easy to navigate the environment just using that grappling hook and like swinging. I've virtually never used the wizard, so I've virtually never had to conjure cubes and bridges apart from the occasional place. And I virtually once you're on that pole, perhaps you could grapple to the next. Or yeah, something or like jump across from pole to pole over mm-hmm. a pit where rather than rather than trying to swing and re-grapple, you just hop across the top. And then it's like I never used the wizard, so I never conjured everything. I didn't even use the warrior because the the thief has a bow, and if you upgrade the bow, it gets triple arrows hmm. and. You might as well just use that because then you have range rather than it, melee. Do you think it perhaps it's suffered because it has an upgrade route that's not strict? Maybe. So it's like, you know, they've had to design the levels to a certain yeah. wishy-washy extent. I mean, there were, there were a couple of places towards the end of the game where I was like, I couldn't see another way to do something other than this one specific way. Mm. Whereas, like, here's a lava pit and you have to go up over this lava pit and there's nothing there that you can grapple to or anything. You obviously just have to put a floating platform on it. Mm. And you can't drop your wizard summon crates into the lava because they dissolve. But by that point in the game, they will have had to have made sure that you've... Yeah, you, you, will, have had, you will have unlocked that ability. Mm. So yeah, there was a couple of places where I'm like, that's not a puzzle any longer. That's just like, you have to use this one specific... But then I was wondering, like, because theoretically, that character could be dead at that point. And it's like, then what would you do? Hmm. <laughs> would you fight? And it's particularly bad. Probably that... they thought that through. Well, you'd hope so. Wait, so there's... you can lose one? Yeah, they, they, each individual character can die. Hmm. And then they respawn when you reach a checkpoint. Oh, I see. But although I think also you can go back to a checkpoint you've already been at and then they'll re- respawn. Oh, I see. So you can resurrect them. So there is, yeah, but maybe that's, maybe that's why. Maybe there is potential to get stuck. Yeah. they had to add a get out. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so jumping around stuff. Like the making your sack boy explode function. <laughs> Not quite that extreme, though. Not killing yourself extreme. Boop. And then the last level was kind of ridiculous. It was one of those rising lava coming from the bottom of the screen, climbing up a giant tower, which doesn't really suit the game. Oh, right. So speedruns, you mean, aren't really... Yeah, it's so... like you want to be measuring... Like, like you, you have a certain distance of jump and you want to be able to, like position yourself and like run up and then jump at the exact moment you don't want to be rushed mm. and it gets worse because while you're climbing the tower the enemy thing is like is doing a wizard doing the wizard's thing and like conjuring items mm. so it's like i'm gonna put a cube here to block you and then you have to hit it to destroy it and it's like that really breaks the flow as well yeah and there's also a couple of bits in that towards the end of the jumping section where where i would it was a real bastard where i'd, I'd be like on a platform that was what a you know, collapsing platform. I would have gone, like, jumped up three of these goddamn collapsing platforms. I'm just about to jump to the fourth one, and he conjures a plank in the air in front of me and makes me fall. And it's like, that's really just a bastard. That's not, that's not something I could have avoided. I was already yeah. in the air <laughs> on yeah. a collapsing platform where I can't stand there for several seconds. That's a bit annoying. <laughs> and those sections in games are always kind of. I know why they do it because it's a tension thing and yeah. there's a certain thing. I mean, an explosion man. Oh, no, wait, sorry, I got that wrong. Explosion <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> does make a, uh, you know, the, but the majority of the gameplay is based on that mechanic. Yeah. And the whole, holy fuck, the, the, the sometimes more water is coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they are kind of a hit and miss strategy with a lot of games. It's like they were never much fun in Sonic, for instance. No. 
It's like that classic hero example. Yeah, that's why they never really used it that much, I guess. That power plant level in Heroes. Oh, yeah. Was it no, power plant? I, or was I, it, I, was I, it and I don't think I played Heroes that far because I got. Yeah, you did. You were the one who complained about this to me and made me made me worry about it when I got to that level. Power plant level. It was the one where it's like a big, not hexagonal, but jaggedy cylinder, and you're climbing up platforms on the inside of it, and while something is coming up and killing you. I don't remember that. <laughs> You've clearly blocked out the memory. <laughs> Apparently that was the worst thing ever you told me at the time. I remember very little about Heroes other than getting incredibly pissed off with some of the the whirlwind mechanic, I think. Because there's, there's a couple of sections oh. where you're supposed to grab onto a pole. And then that's on like spin, a, yeah. yeah, and that's on like a single platform or something. And the game sort of telegraphs it like you can reach it quite easily with a jump and there's a certain amount of automaticness to the grabbing of the pole and yeah stuff it's like rail one, transfers yeah except the <laughs> one particular pole it never worked so which frustrated the shit out of me until i realized that you can't help your jump by doing one of those sonic style homing attacks into nothingness right because then for some reason if you do that it then doesn't attach right so you basically have to fall into it oh which i didn't realize so I realised it after fucking ages, but up until that point, I was trying to have to slow down my speed, so I landed on the platform on which the pole was sitting, which is like the smallest <laughs> piece of land that the game could sort of throw at you, you know, one of those square yeah. tile sort of things, and then perform the whirlwind move on the ground. And of course, that was fucking it. And then there was a section after that I was failing on as well, um, because I was shit, basically. So I meant I had not to keep... Not because you were shit. No, I, no, probably not. But then there was that bit after, uh, bit after... So I had to keep going back and doing this section over and over and over again, and the majority of the time it didn't work. And so it's like, right, that that was my turn-off point. From then on, the game was dead to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, I didn't like Heroes at all. I was tempted to go back and play it again. <laughs> On the, the PC version. If it would still work, even. As it's probably an alright game, and it didn't get that bad reviews. It's just that it was like, in, in the wake right. of Sonic Adventure Two, which to me is a good game. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like, oh no, what are you doing? It was essentially the beginning of the end <laughs> <laughs> for Sonic. Yeah, it went downhill from there for a while, and it theoretically for a just, while. just started coming back uphill just now with like Russian stuff. Uh, well, I, yeah, I'd argue that. I'm trying to think where the sort of resurgence started. Resurgence? How do you say it? Resurgence? Resurgence. No, resurgence. <laughs> it's not Z. We're not Americans. Resurgrush. Well, they don't spell it with Z either. <laughs> no, that's true. A bit of me wants to say that they kind of started to get the right idea of doing something different with Sonic and the Secret Rings. Yeah. It wasn't a good implementation, admittedly, but it's like the idea was there. Well, the, yeah, like the, the behind-the-back speed style. Yeah, to make it simplify it, essentially, to the extent where it's still fun. Because Sonic was never going to be able to do a Mario 64 open 3D environment. No, it was never really suited to that. As much as they tried. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Sonic Adventure 1. They had a Those lot jungle that. stages. Well, they were okay. <laughs> it was actually one of the easier games to judge your jumps in. Yeah, I guess. As far as 3D platformers go, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Secret Rings was after 06 as well, wasn't it? Uh... I suppose anything after Sonic 06 is a resurgence. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how bad that is. 
And I played through that shit. <laughs> you forced it, yourself, mate. I played it right to the end. And then never touched it again. It was like... It was like um, the end of Sonic Unleashed. Grind your way through that goddamn one hour long level. Oh, God. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. How they always... <laughs> you block out the bad memories. Yeah. They, they did that for a while, didn't they? In a lot of games where they, thought, they always thought it was a good idea to have a uh, a last level that brings everything together. <laughs> Like every mechanic, like Sonic Adventure did that as well, didn't it? With its like final call. Well, I mean, final call was like, but it was ruined by the loading pauses between well, sections. They weren't that bad. Well, it ruined the Unleash experience as well because it had to loading pause. Unleash wasn't bad for loading pauses, except for the fact that it had to loading pause in the switch between Hedgehog and Werehog. Yeah, which ruined the flow of the level completely because there were some sections where you had to spend like two seconds in one form and then switch back. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually good level design, it's just the game tech wasn't designed around it. Which is a real shame, and made the level hideously annoying. <laughs> On top of the hideously annoying actual design of half of it, which is difficult. Hmm. But it meant I'll never finish that game in terms of getting all the quality, because I don't ever want to play that level again. No. Ever. So? We've talked a lot of Sonic again, I do that. Well, now that we've brought it back to Sonic... Woo. We can also, <laughs> just to finish up, we can also maybe quickly bring it back to Sega and talk Sega. again about, about Spiral Knights, because you actually came and played it. Oh, bit. yeah. After I said I wanted someone to come and play it. <laughs> I am obliged. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, though, actually. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's simple. It's a bit of a, well, you say it's simple... It doesn't explain enough, I don't think. About <laughs> well, it the, doesn't explain itself, yeah, that's true. It doesn't explain enough about it. Well, yeah, the, you can quite easily skip by a lot of the explanation about the world. Although the objective marker does tell me to go. I only just noticed I had an objective marker. Yeah, today. those disappear totally after, totally quick. After yeah. you do that tiny tutorial objective, it just disappears like, forever. Like, speak to some of these guys and who actually explain the world. But I missed that completely. Well, that's just because I dragged you straight into a dungeon. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted us to get on with it. And I supplied you with weapons and armour and stuff, of course. Yeah. Because you could do... That's a good thing. You can sort of give me a head start on it, which is nice. Because I don't have to totally grind that shit as much as you do. Yeah. And I have awesome skills in making money. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> the, the self-sufficient method is uh, is currently working out. Just about. I was a bit low on energy today, but then I had not rocket order enough, which got filled. Yeah. Back up to a thousand. <laughs> It's kind of cool. As I say, the, the bits I'm trying, struggling to wrap my head around is it does, it does try to be a little prohibitive, doesn't it, in the, uh, in the way that its crafting system works when you get to the yeah. weapons that rely on previous weapons in the chain in order to build, yeah. which means that you need to make the previous weapon in order to get the higher weapon, which then discourages crafting for sale as reasons, which then discourages self-sufficiency within the game. Well, I, I mean, it locks it out entirely in the later cases where they, where you're, where in order to craft the next level, it has to have heat on it. Yeah. Because that binds it to you, so you can't... So past a certain point... You can't po- craft a trade. Past a certain point, yeah, you can't farm. But then again... But you can do the lower, lower level stuff enough to make you sufficient at the moment. Yeah, but then again, those higher level weaponry, if you could trade those, they, those would be worth so much cash, it would probably fuck up the market even more. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> It's an intricate balance. Yeah. 
I'm not sure I think that it's particularly good value for money in terms of what you actually have to pay if you wanted to pay for energy. What, like $3 per $7.50? Is that the price? Is it? Obviously, it gets less if it multiplies up. Because it was like, I suppose, yeah, that is about right, isn't it? Because it was like two and a half grand was just over 23-odd quid, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. Well, no, wait, not quid, it's dollars, dollars. Isn't it? it's measured in, so uh, maybe it isn't that bad. But it depends how much you get out of it, I guess. If you can if you can be committed, then perhaps buying energy is actually worthwhile to you. But then again, if you're that committed, <laughs> well, maybe you'd go self-sufficient like Zerk's attempting. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you you've, you played it like last weekend and this weekend, which obviously means your energy tank was full both times, yeah. and it recharges in a day. <laughs> and I've still got a missed tank to spare. Oh yeah, that's true as well. You'll have two if we ever get to the bottom of tier two. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, you get a free tank, but it's yeah. quite nice. I mean, I mean, I think I'm enjoying it because I don't have to grind. <laughs> that's true. But because you're doing it for me <laughs> and giving me the, your handoffs, and you're also seeing new stuff because you don't have to grind. Yeah, you don't have to go through the same levels over and over. Although they start to become the same levels yeah, fairly yeah, sure. quickly. But, yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's a nice attempt. I'm trying to think if that... I think that Studio Three Rings is kind of new. Yeah, I, I think, think I think this is their first job, so yeah, it's actually not bad. Although, for the love of God, please enable anti-aliasing. <laughs> it's really quite pixely. Well, that's the only thing you care about in computer graphics ever, isn't it? Well, it's, it's always anti-aliasing. It's a bit of a relic, I thought, of these days, of, of like how graphics should be done. AA... You know, any graphics card can do it always for free these days, you know, to some extent. It's like how EVE doesn't, didn't have anti aliasing. I don't know if it still does, actually. Because they had such a problem getting it to work, where at one point you could, if you turned on anti aliasing, you couldn't have Bloom. Because somehow uh, they'd managed to make those two things incompatible. <laughs> yeah. That's not the first time I've heard that, actually, I don't think. I can't remember whether they fixed that in the end. I think it's think some there's there's some other problems now with like ATI cards because obviously now they're an Nvidia pro Nvidia company or whatever. Mm. So your ATI are getting less attention, and of oh, course the man. Mac version of Eve is still fucked up. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a Mac version. Yeah, they had been for quite a while because I played it on the Mac when I didn't have a PC. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah, I remember. Those were the days. <laughs> those were the days when I was totally fucked. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that would be probably enough of this podcast, because oh god, we thought. Yeah, we managed to fill practically an entire cast. <laughs> Go us. Yeah. I can't remember if there's anything else that I've played. Oh, i tell you something I haven't played this week. What's that? Just Cause 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After you randomly decided to buy it for me, well, it, it was cheap. It, it was super cheap in the sale, and I thought, I'm probably not going to get the time to play this. So, <laughs> so it's Well, yeah, it was on your wish list, so I thought, like, Well, really, the only reason I have a wish list is because of the... Just <laughs> the sale prize. Yeah, yeah, the sale lottery draw to win the 10 things <laughs> on wish list. And the only reason I had a wish list even before that was because it was from the winter of what version, and I had to remove them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, so just cause two, I probably will be playing at some point. Well, the, way, the, way, the, well, the way I see it, it's just like Red Faction, just a bit. Speaking yeah, of which, I noticed a different that, scenario. I suppose I noticed that Red Faction Armageddon was in the Steam sale yesterday or today. 
no, yesterday. At half price, I think. At half price? Yeah. I didn't think that had actually come onto Steam because they had that big fiasco where it was meant to come out and then didn't in, in Europe or something for oh, ages. I, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware it had actually made it to Steam in Europe. Oh, we haven't talked about the... Um, uh, we talked about it before the podcast. We haven't talked about it on air yet about the um, um, Valve and the... Square Enix subpoena. Oh yeah, you, you, um, your bit of news. Yeah, because I thought it was quite interesting. Apparently, um, quite a lot, if not all, of the code for well, not code, but you know, the, the game, the game for Deus Ex Revolution, Human Revolution, has been leaked um, by someone posing as an Italian journalist. Um, acquired the game by logging into their Steam account. Um, for because I didn't know this either that Steam offers like pre-release versions of games to journalists through some kind of mechanism. Yeah, apparently. So someone logged in through that, posed as a journal as as one of these magazines, and downloaded the game and has subsequently torrented it. Um, I probably shouldn't be advertising this fact, <laughs> but, but everyone else has. Um, yeah. So yeah, the interesting thing is is that Valve. Uh, came out and said, oh, okay. Um, they were being pressured by Square to sort of find out what happened, naturally. <laughs> um, and so Valve basically said, well, we've tracked who it is. We can pretty much confirm that it wasn't the Italian... Um, who it was meant to be. Who it was meant to be. Um, we've, we can track down what Steam account that you were using and what computer it went to. Um, but we can't reveal that information to you because it's in breach of our privacy policy. You'll have to get a subpoena. So they have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting. Maybe we'll sit hear more from this. In the... <laughs> Probably not anything more interesting than that, though. No. Probably just like it was this guy. He got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a result. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it will have any impact, if any, on the final product. But it might mean it might <laughs> no, mean like we'll everyone hear... playing it before it comes out. Well, it might mean we'll hear quite a lot of early reviews. From random they, they can't. Well, from random people, yeah. When you said reviews, it's like actual reviewers. No, no, still it, won't, it, won't, yeah, it won't be in review time yet. <laughs> Although apparently reviewers are now who have it. Yeah, they apparently right. were getting it. True, but they'll probably have some instructions like you can't yeah. release it until then. It's probably just so that you would have enough time to play it yeah. before actual release date. Yeah. So more leak action. <laughs> No one can keep anything secret ever. No. Between the hackers and the hackers. <laughs> the hackers and these other kinds of hackers. <laughs> yeah, it was both hackers, wasn't it, today? Yep. Bastards. Clever bastards. And emails leaking out of CCP. <laughs> Whoever posted those whistleblowers. It's a boring job, really. <laughs> what? Like whistles? Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that like a uh, a kind of oh, I wish I had that job? Oh man! No. no, that was a kind of me channeling Dan. Kind of oh god, <laughs> this is what we've sunk to. Yes, this is Rob doing his thing. <laughs> My thing. Yes, taking words to mean literal whatever you were saying, and then making a really bad statement about it. Pun. <laughs> yes. So I guess we can finish this podcast. Can we? It was good that we managed to do it to keep off our two-week schedule rather than being lazy bastards. Dan was keen, but he's not here. Yeah. So, you know. So we could insult him. Success. <laughs> we 
didn't really. <laughs> Apart from that bit in the middle of the podcast, today. Let's hope you just skipped over that. No, we didn't insult you, Dad. No, no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Self-referential. Let's, let's critique our podcast <laughs> for the last half hour. We could. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's for our lack of listeners to do. Yeah. Critique. <laughs> yeah. This is a, it's like, we can end this at any time. You better be ready to push that button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a challenge. Right, hang on. Let me, let me line up my remote mouse. Keep talking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Oh, yeah, I should probably do an ending. Because that's kind of important. It's quite important, yeah. Since I'm the host man and I did an intro. Good is. This isn't an ending. <laughs> <laughs> this is the introduction to the ending. <laughs> or as the old classic goes, end more end. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess this was the Tarscast. We have been Robert Kev and Zachary Burgess. This was a Soundcast production for HappySound.net. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm good at this, aren't I? I'm just letting you go. This is, this is, this is gold. <laughs> Balls of gold. <laughs> uh, see us next, see us in two weeks' time. Or not see us, I guess. Hear us. Good ears us in two weeks' time. <laughs> good ears us. <laughs> That's even worse. Now put on your workday ears and go to sleep ready for away oh, it's Saturday. <laughs> now put on your weekend ears rather than your good ears. For your your restful ears. <laughs> ready for resting. Yep. Of ears. And we'll be Probably not clubbing on a Sunday, unless you're at tea in the park, in which case you're clubbing in a field. So basically we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully. For more regularly scheduled. It might just be one week, to be honest, because Dan wanted in. <laughs> well, okay, I guess. We might be back at some point in the future <laughs> for more Saladcast. And goodbye. Yeah.